0: Welcome to Buy The Sword, where we discuss the modern study of historical European martial arts, or HEMA, with instructors, experts and martial artists from all over the world. Our sponsor today is none other than our Patreon members. You folks are bringing swords and HEMA to listeners worldwide. So thank you. To support our work and receive exclusive benefits, visit patreon.com forward slash swordwomen. In this episode, we meet Natasha Darcey of Purple Heart Armoury in the USA. We discuss 22 years of selling HEMA equipment, Game of Thrones, and a big announcement. This episode was recorded on the sixth of June, twenty
1: twenty one. Hello, Natasha. Technology, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the best, I will admit,
0: but yeah, you're pretty good. good. You, look, you managed to coordinate our colours. We did. Our, looks of course good. I had to do purple, so you know. Of course. I've I've recently gone green, Uh, I had a very tatty pair of curtains behind me for a a long, long time, so I got a new blind, and uh, yeah, it goes quite well with the green, so uh, thank you, thank you for joining me, it's uh, uh, lovely to have you on the show, Um, so you're in, is it Austin? Houston. Houston, Houston. sorry, Houston, Texas, USA, Mm -hmm. Uh, and very uh well it's the the business's 22nd anniversary this year yes Yes, we, we 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 sort
1: of um we track our anniversary with the age of our daughter um that was when we unofficially started the business was when i quit my day job to be home uh with the baby london and while i was home um you know it just everything just sort of came together. Um, Christian had an engineering degree and he's always been able to, you know, do the computer design and things for, for anything he wants really. I had a finance degree, but I was, you know, ready to stay home and and be a stay-at-home mom, um, at least for the first few years of, you know, when we had kids and it just sort of turned into him making swords and people wanting swords and we just decided to start to start a business so that was that was really how it got started and that was when you know when we had our daughter and she's 22 this year for people at home that know that knew London when she was itty bitty yes she's 22 and Evan is 20 this year so
0: (laughs) hard to believe (laughs) yeah because I I remember when I I started in HEMA uh, 11 years ago and saw pictures of you with your kids it's hard to believe that you know obviously time passes but behind got an adult daughter yep a business and she's in austin so we we did we
1: We visited her last weekend uh she's she's doing well in austin she's still at ut she has one more semester to go at ut so Mm -hmm. yep kids are great
0: Amazing. <laughs> so um, how how did it all start? So you were a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just had your, your daughter. That was the time when it, it, it became a reality. The business took off. Mm-hmm. What led up to that event? Where, how did you and your husband sort of get, get to that place where you're like, right, we're gonna make uh, swords for a mm-hmm. living?
1: So um, we actually met in college at sport fencing class. I was not interested in fencing at all. I just sort of went with a friend who said, "Hey, there's this thing." And I'm like, "Okay, I can I come from a very, very small town in rural Louisiana and I had never heard of such a thing or never really seen such a thing except for maybe the Olympics on television." So, we went to I went to this class and and decided to join it seemed like something different to do. You know, you start college, you want to try try different things. And so I went and Christian had started school at the same time and he joined the fencing club at the same time. And, you know, we had a fairly decent size friend group, but he and I sort of, you know, gravitated towards each other. So that was many years, even more than 22 years ago. So we, um, we did that all through college. And, but after college, we moved to Houston for job opportunities and he wanted to continue fencing. I didn't, I, I, I stopped competing many, many years ago, or basically, I did one semester of fencing, and that was it. The rest was just hanging out with him and our friends and sort of helping to to run that club so when we moved to Houston, he still wanted to fence, but there wasn't really there's not even what we have today with sport fencing clubs everywhere and and you know small other types of sword fencing. There was one club that was in Houston doing historical fencing and I'm sure you know of whom I speak. And um, back then it was HACA. Uh, okay. so, so that that was where we got our start. Well, That was where he got his start. So he's, he joined that club and that was the tool that they used was the wooden swords. And so Christian also came from a woodworking background. His father did woodworking. His grandfather did woodworking. And so he had already sort of started to gather, um, he had started to gather, woodworking tools and, and just, you know, playing around with that sort of thing, but he's handing me a sword now. Um, ah, (laughs) still still making stuff. Make me this. I want to show a friend. Um, so he started, he started making his own swords for the class and he made a few and the instructor really liked them and the club mates really liked them and the instructor, you know, who, you know, who I'm talking about. Um, he started taking them to other Clubs that he was visiting and he would take the swords and people there decided that or where did you get this sword because you know back then the only place to really buy a sword was at a Renaissance Fair Mm. you know this was even this was pre-internet or very very early internet so there wasn't Amazon and, and online shopping and stores didn't have their products online there was none of that so unless you were at a Renaissance Fair and you happened upon someone who had that booth there was no way for you to get a wooden sword. So that was when he came up with the idea of, you know, maybe we should start making these and try to sell them. And to this day, I remember the quote, you're home all day doing nothing with a baby. She was a good baby. She did sleep a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we decided to throw up a website and try selling these swords. And, you know, I heard, I, I've heard years later that the the thing that set us apart early on was that, I was there answering the phone. Mm. I was there to talk to customers. I was mm-hmm. there to fill the orders. It wasn't like, you know, Place an order it. would be placed and and you might or might not ever get it, or you might yeah. not, or might might not ever get what you want. So there was a there was a real that was the start of our business was really the customer service aspect and the mm-hmm. personal knowledge of our customers. And so we made we made really good friends with some of the early. You know the the beginnings of of Hema. You know sh- Chicago Sword Play Guild. Those guys were always great to us. Um, you know we went to the first WAW before it was even WAW. It was well, maybe it was that, but it was it was even when it rotated to the yeah. different cities. You know it wasn't just Chicago. We were in on all of those early early steps of Hema, and that's really how we cemented ourselves as sort of the the clearinghouse for people to 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 get their start. But it was really just because Christian wanted to make swords and I wanted to run a business and, and those two things just came together. And so after the first wave of wooden swords kind of came out, um, you know, the, if you run a business, you'll know, or you, you know, really anything, you'll, I'm sure you can, you can relate. If you offer one thing, the first question is, oh, but do you offer this? Yeah. Oh, but do you sell this? Oh, did you have yeah. that like, We just came out with this. Yeah. So we and, and that's exactly what we did. you know we We had the wooden long swords. Oh, well, do you make wooden short swords? Oh, well, do you make bucklers? Oh, well, do you sell this? Oh, but do you have that? And that was you know, so the first couple of years was really us also branching out, not just to make our own things, but to branch out and to get other products on our store that went along with it. So the, it was the first books that we sold and the first gambesons. We sold the the um oh my gosh, I think it was the Cassiberia gambesons, you know, and we were exporting them to other countries. I think I think one of our first customers was Guy Windsor.
0: He bought okay. one of those
1: Gambesons. You know, just just names from early early HEMA. We were mm. we were trying to to be involved in or we helped facilitate some of those orders. So And that was, and and to this day, that's how our business has grown. You know, we have something and we have a customer come to us and suggest something, or we have a supplier that comes to us and says, you know, please sell our product for us. So it's a, it's a group effort. You know, it's it's definitely not all out of just our brain or out of Christian's brain. Mm -hmm. We take a lot of suggestions from people. We take a lot of, of, um, you know, just things that people want in the community, or, you know, if we see someone saying, Oh, I wish, you know, I wish this existed. We'll, we'll try to make it exist for you. We'll try to make it come into existence. So that's how our business has grown as much as it has.
0: Yeah. So is, is you, you and Christian make a fantastic team. So he's got the, 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 the woodworking and the fencing knowledge. Mm-hmm. You've got the front of house and the financial background and it yeah. all kind of comes together. Uh, Mm -hmm. and what what i was what andre from spares was saying the other week when i was talking to him was back in that day back in those days when you bought a sword a steel sword for example Mm -hmm. you didn't know when you were going to get it right and 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 it would sometimes take like two years uh for the thing to arrive and the price would go up and would go up with inflation and, and there's all this uncertainty And you're saying like the the thing that set you apart was the fact that you were on the phone ready to talk to customers, I think Mm -hmm. is a really underestimated, um, um, skill, um, a thing, you know, a a service, you know, just Mm -hmm. customer service of that kind of immediacy. Right. That is, And even now,
1: you know, and I, I think it's just the, the sort of the genre that we operate in is that it's to some people, even even people that want to order from us, it's still not seen as a maybe a credible community or a or a real community or something. So it, to this day, as long as we've been doing this, and as you know, all you have to do is Google our name, and there's a million reviews about us online. Oh. Um, to this day, I still I'll talk to someone on the phone because I do still answer the phone. I love talking to people. I know the younger generation doesn't like talking on the phone; they'd rather just send a text or you know something. Um, I love to talk to people. I will that, I will call you and talk to you, and sometimes people will call and they'll say, "Oh, I just wanted to make sure that you were real." And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> "We have a huge a huge history online. You can you can make sure that we're real. It's fine, but you know, it's just it's just kind of that that mindset of maybe it's just the sword community or or kind of the 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 business that we're in just as a whole that it still seemed like a little not sketchy, but maybe some of the retailers or, you know, just some of the online stuff is still just kind of eh. So sometimes they do still want to talk to me in person and, and, or chat with us online. And I was going to say, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll reiterate this again at the end, just kind of say what we're planning for the future. But one of the things that we instituted, and I don't know how long it's been maybe a year now, but we have a chat button on our website. So if, if you are on the website and you're looking at a page and you have a question or if you want to see if something's in stock or anything, we have a chat bubble and uh, Christian um, kind of the, the way that we operate is I work at, I work off site now. I'm, I'm not at home, whereas he is at home. So we've totally flipped those roles and we'll, we'll talk about that too, but <laughs> he sits at the computer. So any time of day that you see the, the chat bubble on there, you can, you can, go directly to Christian and ask him a question. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know of too many other companies that, that have direct access to the owner. And yeah, you know, I have, I have chat on my iPad as well. So sometimes I'll be the one answering. Sometimes it's him, but you know, just really quick questions. You know, if if you just have a quick question or you just want to say hi, He loves when people say hi. So y'all don't bother
0: You're very very, like uh, human uh, in terms of, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's that personal touch, but it's still professional. If you see what I mean, it's like uh, getting hold of uh, someone who makes stuff, especially with a small business, isn't, isn't easy. Right. Because they have, a lot of the time they
1: have to do everything. Right. And I totally understand the the limitations on that, but. You know we thought that that was important just to kind of have that that direct communication without mm-hmm. texting and without the you know which if you want to text me or, or call me that's you know any any anyway in a way though you know sometimes it's hard because people will send me instagram messages and then facebook messages and facebook messages on my personal page and on the business page yeah and this and that. and sometimes i do miss them because that's a lot to check but yeah chat button or text me is is going to be the best way to get us but you will get one of us and you'll you'll get an answer from one of us so excellent um
0: going back to wooden swords Mm because obviously that's the origin of what you do you do all kinds of stuff now but wooden swords is where it all began and even the website is still called wooden rather than Mm -hmm. purple heart armory or if you you google it it still comes up as as wooden now there's there's a, a a connection with uh game of thrones isn't there that uh you guys have tell us about that so
1: that was a total fluke uh we 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 weren't expecting that at all that was just one of those fell in our lap and that has happened a lot over the years stuff has literally fallen in our lap and said here do this thing and it's worked out great um so it was early on i don't remember how many years we had been operating by then but you know, we were just getting orders online all the time. And we'd get some international orders and lots of domestic orders. And I would, I would personally fill every order and, you know, make the list for Christian and what swords needed to be made. And one day we get an order and it's from Ireland, from a company in Ireland. And it was for several wooden swords, short swords and long swords. And we're like, Oh, that's a good order. Okay, great. It was like, I think eight swords total. And for us back then, that was a lot of swords. We're like, oh, big sword, big order. And so... A couple of days go by because we didn't have swords laying around. You know, he was making them, you know, to order. And a couple of days go by and I get a phone call and it's from the guy in Ireland that had ordered the swords. And he said, Hey, I placed an order a few days ago. And I was wondering when that was shipped. I was like, Oh, um, well we have to make those, you know, are they for a thing? And he said, yeah, there's a, there's a show being produced by HBO And they're going to start filming, I think, in a week. And they needed these wooden swords. And I was like, oh, what is that? He goes, oh, it's called Game of Thrones. Well, I had never read the books, never really heard of it. This was early, early days. I was like, okay, that sounds cool. So I was thinking that it was for the actors to practice with. Because we had already heard of some shows that were using them as practice weapons. So I thought, okay, we'll try to get that out. So we got it out. And then probably six months go by and... We the the first trailer for the series came out, and we started getting a bunch of emails, and people were saying, "I think I saw your swords on this promo. It's for Game of Thrones." And I said, "Oh, I thought they were just using them for backs, you know, for for practice." And sure enough, there was one scene. There was one moment in that preview where some big burly guy—I don't even think he made the final show—he swings a sword at the at the camera, and it's our sword. And I was like, "Oh, there's our sword!" (laughs) So. So that was our quick little moment of, oh, cool! They're going to have our sword in the show. That's neat. And then the series comes out, and then of course, Serio, the swordmaster, is using our sword, and everybody lost their mind. And I'm like, I had no idea. They were like, Did you know that? And I said, No, I had no idea they were going to use that for the for the show. So yeah, um, he used the sword and earned us a lot of a lot of attention and things, but you know, not official Game of Thrones official mm. sword. We tried. But what was funny, what was great is that a couple of years later, after you know, after his first season, there was a con, a comic con here in Texas, about it was in Galveston, which is about an hour and a half away from Houston. Um and he was attending. Well, the way I describe it is his people got in touch with my people after they told him, Oh, the company that made your wooden sword, they're located here in Houston. So the 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 organizers were able to contact us and they said that he would love to meet us so we actually made another batch of the swords and brought them to the con and I've, i've got one sign from him and we decided to go ahead and actually have a table and sell them well that went so well he was so happy with that he was coming back six months later to another con in houston the big one and so we were able to organize it to where at his so when you go to a when you go to an event like that you can walk up and they'll sign a photo or sign you know like memorabilia for you we were able to be at the table with him you could buy a sword and then he would sign it for you so he was so that that was good so I think we 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 did well that weekend we, we brought lots of swords and everybody was very happy and he's very very nice man he's very very sweet and so he's yeah. come back a couple of other times to to houston and we've done the same thing where we brought swords and and sold them with him so the good deal yeah <laughs> it was a good great. arrangement was so it like, Miltos, well, no. isn't
0: it Miltos, Miltos? Is Miltos. A- mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um so i was thinking that the fact that your website is still called wooden swords.com is probably the the reason why they found you isn't it
1: i don't know i don't know it was funny because the, <laughs> the the sword group in houston you know I think some of their people also work there, but we've gotten um, to meet a lot of, a lot of really cool people over the years. So it's um, are it's, cool,
0: what can I say?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, What's the time now, so uh, yeah, um, you have obviously over a, a long time, well, it seems like a long time compared to how sort of quickly Hema has sort of sprung up 22 yep. years. How has the, have things changed rapidly in that time period? What are the biggest changes that you've witnessed from your unique perspective? From, from day to day,
1: for us, it's work. You know, for us, yeah. it's get an order, make the thing, find the thing, you know, order the thing from Spess or whoever. It, day to day, it's just a, a continual conveyor belt of orders coming in and stuff going out. Orders coming in and stuff going out. The the moments that really make the difference are these huge monumental jumps that we've made. So, um, like in the beginning, in the beginning, it was wooden swords. And that was what we did. And then, like I was saying earlier, you know, over the first couple of years, we were able to bring on books and bring on bucklers and bring on some clothing and things that we thought people that wanted to practice HEMA would need in order to be. A, a well-rounded person in that sport, you know, sport, art, whatever. Um, the next monumental jump that we took, what, and I forget if it was spess first or if it was the plastic swords first, mm. but the the plastic swords, which we call our, you know, our type three, because we did try type one plastic. No, we did try try type two pr- plastic. No, we settled on type three plastic. And that was actually the the plastic that was um, recommended to us by the group in Sweden. Mm. And they said, you know, hey, we're using these swords. They're the best simulators that we find. If you can't afford steel or you can't find steel, these are the best simulators that we can find for that. And they actually came and said, please make this because the person Penty, you know, that's why they're still called Penty swords, Mr. Mm. Penty, didn't want to make them anymore he was he was ready to do other things and so we were asked to make that sword and so after some trial and error with you know because materials are different from europe to, as they are to here we settled on a design settled on the plastic um i don't have one right you got one <clears throat> somewhere oh yeah i do um and even this has kind of gone through some iterations over time you know, it mm. used to be white plastic and then we decided no, we need a pretty gray. So yeah, we, we do these sword like more sword like. Um we also used to have the bar across mm. the to to make the guard and now it's these, you know, nice aluminum guards which have a space for your thumb to go through. Um you know, so things like that. That was we were asked to do that and we mm. did. And but you know, as whereas we were asked to make a long sword and we did. We also now have the short swords and the sabers and the messers and the creed messers and all of these other things that that people want. So that market, and that was right around the time that the tournaments, the tournament scene was really starting. um, Because again, before that you had wooden swords and if you were lucky, you could find a steel sword, but not everyone could could find that. Mm -hmm. So when we really, when when the plastic sores really came into more common use, that was when a lot of tournaments started happening. So the the tournaments, especially like at Long Point, our own event, Purple Heart Open. Well, back then it was um, it was another event here in Houston, but people were really able to fight with with full force intentionally without hurting each other. And mm-hmm. Not that the plastic is completely 100 percent safe. We know it's not. It's it's still going to hurt but it was a lot better than wooden swords or steel if you didn't have the equipment to go with it. Yeah. So that was another monumental jump in our business was the plastic swords and really, you know, just having that variety for people to, to really do what they wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't talk. Okay, no, go ahead. <laughs> we got plenty of time. <laughs> um, so the next monumental jump for us was our partnership with Spess. Yes. And, you know, we, we, we carry SPES, we carry several other lines. We carry PBT, we sell, um, we sell gear from Absolute Force. We have our own line that we have made, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we do. But one of our primary partnerships is with SPES. And we've seen our sales just really not go through the roof, but they they've, They've really gone up and up and up, and and that's a that's a product of <clears throat> us really trying to have stock. You know, we we I will order forty of one thing, twenty of one thing, thirty of one thing. You know, I I try to have stock of all of our specs, at least the, the the main items. I really do try. Um, it doesn't always happen. You know, there there's there's always production delays and on their side, and and just you know supply and demand just varies you know it 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 just happens so we we really do try to have stock of things and so that that really le- that that made us more of a well-rounded company so now you could come to us and you could buy your weapons and you could buy the protective gear and so that you know we kind of we call ourselves a one-stop shop now you can really get everything that you needed to jump into a tournament you can get your mask your gloves your sword your pants, or jacket, whatever. Um, you can get all of those things in one place. So, um, that's been really good. And then a few years ago, we formed a partnership with Victor Burbekuts out of Hungary. And we've had for swords pretty much since the beginning. Um, Jan has, has been really great. He's known as one of the best sword makers in the world, but we've, we wanted something a little more budget-friendly and so we were sort of not shopping, but we we were open to finding someone else that could make a more budget sword for people and still have the quality, still have the you know the feel and, and the thing of what we wanted to offer to customers. So we met Victor online and uh, his wife, and again, Christian is sort of a he, he's the designer. so all of the swords that we even have from Victor. Christian has his input into that because Victor was was well known in Europe for making reenactment swords and and going to these um you know the the reenactments that are in France and and all all over which we really want to go to one one of these days yeah. and but we told him in order to sell to the hema market these things need to be tweaked these things need to be a little bit different and he was open to our to our suggestions and it's been great it's been wonderful so we have our tournament swords with him we have you know tech fetters and messers and short swords and viking swords and and indoor trainers and all of these other things that you know we 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 get in large batches and then we resell to the to the us and canada market so it's been really that's been a great partnership as well uh we were actually able to go over i think it was two almost two and a half years now we were able to go over we visited spess we stayed in uh, Poland for a week and visited Spess and visited Jan and then we flew down to Hungary and we were able to stay for a week with uh, with or near Victor and and visit a college friend of ours so we, we were able to go and and you know really make them you know it's 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 one thing to do business online and over the phone and over email but it's another thing to get to meet them in person yeah. and and we were we wanted to do that in order to tell them in person you know hey we we want to invest in your company to grow our company so let's work together to you know to just grow this sport and that's what i think that's what we've been able to do in the last three or four years that we've been working with both
0: that's really a lovely story to hear because I started this series just because I wanted to peek behind the curtain of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what goes on in the providers and the makers of the HEMA community. Because as far Mm -hmm. as we're concerned, as customers, it's just, oh, that's Natasha. She's lovely, you know, if I want anything, I can. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, oh, there's new things coming out, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But to see, like, all of the kind of networking that goes on between the makers, the suppliers, Mm and how it all comes together, the, the different influences that you all have on each other and how, you know, I mean, I mean, I've, I've interviewed um, both those companies in the last couple of weeks. So it's nice mm-hmm. to sort of get hear your sort of version of, of how things, how things all come together. It's really, really interesting. Um, folks at home who are watching. There's nine of you at the moment. People are dropping in and out. Um, we're about half, just over halfway. So if you would like to ask Natasha anything about swords, about gear, about HEMA, uh, about HEMA history even, uh, please do drop your questions. There's a little uh, button at the bottom of this screen. It looks like a speech bubble with a question mark in it. Just hit that, pop your questions in, and we will read them out. Or you can just type in the comments if you like, but it means we have to hunt them down. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's just see, because people have been chatting in here. I'm just going to have a quick look and see what they've written. Um, because my first live woo swords, yay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn, twenty two years—that's awesome. Yeah, I bet it doesn't feel like twenty two years. No, though.
1: it doesn't. It it uh, does
0: not at all. <laughs> time flies. Um, I saw two people. Hey, Chad. Hey, Paul. Our two friends have found each other on here. You were the only one who answered the phone. Says Suaboo. oh
1: <laughs> <I>
0: can confirm. <laughs> So yeah, um, I've heard
1: heard these stories over the years, you know, so it it just kind of, you know, I remember comments that people make because, um, you know, the other big thing that we would do is, is travel to events. And that was, that was something that came that came around a little bit later in our business, because I had two, I had two small kids. Yeah, Uh, we would go to WMAW. That was sort of our, that was always around our anniversary every, when they moved it to every other year. so Chris and I would sort of take that trip together as sort of our anniversary trip every every couple of years and either family or friend would watch the kids for us. But other events there, first of all, there weren't really very many events. And then secondly, the kids were still young and I couldn't travel to too many, but there came a time where the kids were old enough to that. I could, I could go and let's face it. I'm, I'm the more talkative and outgoing one of, of the couple, so Christian's like, "I'll stay home. You can go." So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've traveled to the Netherlands. I've traveled to Seattle. I've traveled to New York. I've traveled to Combat Con in in Vegas, and even in Detroit when it was back in Detroit. I've done all of those trips by myself. Yeah, mm. and people around the world, up people, and I know you you've you've you can attest to this are the best people. You know, they will literally say. Hey, sure. Come stay on my couch. We've got a yeah. spare room. We'll, we'll take you around. We'll take you sightseeing. And, and so that, that was, that was another thing that really grew our business was that I could get out there and, and bring some of our new things and bring items to, to places and meet people and see how different clubs ran and see and, and ask in person, what is it that you want? What, what, what kind of products do you want? What kind of um you know, what direction do you want us to go in and so that that was another big step for us was to get to meet a lot of people in person and and just make the effort to to go see
0: them instead of just them shopping our website online yeah the the human factor Mm -hmm. you can't beat it uh yeah absolutely 100% HEMA community is one of the most supportive communities I've ever come across in my Mm -hmm. entire life Mm -hmm. Uh, Grizzly House Forge says, Purple Heart makes getting Hema gear easy-peasy. Purple Heart is great. Recommend you guys all the time. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) Uh, We've got a question in the question box, so let's just read that out. Aha, from Chadavik. Any hot new products coming? Any juicy Mm. things on the production line? Well... It's,
1: um, it's kind of an old new product, but I'm sure that everyone knows that Pro Gauntlets are in production, and we managed to uh, convince Pro Gauntlet that we would be the best resource for them to sell to the U.S., uh, South America, and Australia. So, I do happen to have... Ooh this customer, I called him and he hasn't called me back yet. So I still have his box of pro gauntlets here. Um, we received our first shipment and I've been getting a lot of questions. I didn't get mine. Well, COVID, Hello, COVID, <laughs> COVID, 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 COVID. That's going to be my answer for every pro gauntlet question. COVID. Um, of course these were supposed to be here a year ago. Right. And COVID. So <laughs> Production, production slowed down. Yeah, um, production just went just uh, Um yeah. So, so things are getting back on track now, um, a year after we expected them to. But I really did receive mm. my first shipment of the pro list. And so, in case you haven't seen them in person, on video, yes. Um,
0: wrapped up very nice there we go the
1: fabled glove so pro gauntlets so that's our um our latest new product really um we're we're and, and we're just shipping them you know we're not we're not involved in the production of these we just um we wanted to be an easy conduit for those orders to make it to the u.s and so we we do have lots of pre-orders uh hmm. we we opened for pre-orders in order to fund the production you know it's not just money in our pocket that money has already been been given over to pro gauntlet actually fund the production of these gloves so your pre-orders and any new pre-orders that you still want to make will help fund getting these made and on your hands um so that was that was something that we really wanted to to be involved in um the other and again this isn't a new product but it's something that we're very proud of um in addition to the plastic swords, which we call our type three swords, those, you know, those are still a little, not expensive for what you're getting, but out of the price range of of some people. Okay. And then, you know, again, it, it kind of back to that scenario of we have one thing, but, Oh, but can you make this? Oh, but can you make this? And so Christian, um, he, he loves designing new swords. He loves designing new products. And so he can sit there with the AutoCAD program and just draw swords all day. That's, that, that's, that's, his, that's his joy, is designing things. And he needs to get back to that a little bit. Um, so he, there's another type of plastic that you can use for swords. It's not as, it's not weighty, it's not quite as strong, but if, for the price point, you can make any kind of sword shape you want out of it easily via the way that that we cut them out so that's what we call our trainer line so if you go on the website and you look for trainers every sword that is made out of that material we call it a trainer and i think that's sustained a lot of people this past mm-hmm. year <laughs> during mm-hmm. the during the pandemic because it's um it was just something to 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 have something new so yeah. you know i think you even you what did you get was it the mock-a-weedle
0: no. I forgot oh, what it was. My favorite toy is a Cinquedaya. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a pair of these because this is like this. This is this is one of my favorite weapons. I've oh never, wow! Yes. I've never yeah I got that last year. <laughs> so this is like one of my favorite uh, training to- uh, training yeah. tools. So yeah, this this plastic is, uh, is solid. Well, it's solid. Th-
1: that too. We did, we had to make it pretty. So I was yeah. going to show you. Um, so that too. Now it's this nice. Ooh dark plastic and we still do the the purple paracord wrap on it yeah so this is our rapier. here oh our Maya rapier. here yeah so it even has the guard on it that yeah you know but to compare against our oh wait it's this one so we actually got vb to make us a rapier here as well so you can either have the 300 steel version
0: or the 45 ish dollar Wow. So, so the, the plastic trainer, the training line is, that's, that's your own line, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. That,
1: that is our own line. We make those and we get requests all the time. Oh, can you make this? Oh, can you make that? And those are easy enough to just draw up on the sheet of plastic to, and cut out. So we are always taking suggestions for that. I don't know how many trainers we have on the website currently. It's got to be over 50 because we we have, you know, Scottish dirks all the way up to Venetian rapiers. You know, we've got every length, long, short, everything in between. So those are easy to make and they're relatively inexpensive. So that was a very popular item last year. During the pandemic, people could just buy something and say, oh, I've always wanted to learn singadilla or I've always wanted to learn this dagger. You know, we have, oops, we even do daggers, you know, with the the nagel on it, just you know, just,
0: just to have something different other than your longsword. So that's a great way to get hold of a weapon that you can't commonly find. Right. Normally you'd have to spend, you'd have to have custom made and, and the big, you know, deep pockets to, 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 to be, and you know, you, once you bought the thing, you probably wouldn't want to use it because you wouldn't want to dent it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to train with an, with an actual Cinque trainer is, uh, is wonderful. Um, so that's, that's really, really cool. Uh and also I was thinking like given the pandemic, lots of folks um that I've been speaking to on places like TikTok and Instagram are new to HEMA. And right. uh and it's that, you know, affordable range of training tools for people who wanna maybe train at home or mm-hmm. are just starting out that they you know, they're kinda of speculative of, of of the whole thing. But it's like I just wanna see just wanna have something that I can wave around in my back backyard kind of thing. Right. So that's really Uh, useful for them because my last podcast I did like a bonus podcast the other day with my friend Jana and we were just Mm -hmm. saying that uh, because of the pandemic all of the kind of social life that we once had you know going to events chatting to each other hanging out with our Mm -hmm. friends is now gone and that's all kind of moved all of that enthusiasm has gone onto the online spaces so people you know we are inadvertently uh drumming up business for HEMA (laughs) because we're just talking about it online all the time and people who didn't know it existed now uh finding an interest Mm -hmm. to like this at the moment there's not much they can do other than maybe train at home and Mm -hmm. uh look at videos on YouTube but I think there's going to be a whole wealth of people once things are uh it's easier to be in contact with one another who are going to be looking to to take HEMA up as a as a hobby well
1: i think i think we're already seeing it um we're already seeing orders start to move from the individual trainers and the indoor trainers back to gear so we're selling more masks we're selling more gloves because even in a club you know even if you were attending a club before and you go back you might have been borrowing the the club gear
0: well nobody wants
1: to nobody wants to use club gear anymore you know that's (laughs) ooh gross um (laughs) So everyone needs to gear up and get their own stuff, so we've been seeing spikes in in all of the the different gear, but also swords and also I mean really everything has just sort of started to to come back and and so we are out of stock of a few things, and we're we're working on it. spess' is working on it, I promise <laughs> um, so we're we're really, really trying um but yeah we we do see the waves of of you know like you know tournaments and we used to have a slow we used to have a slow period every year you know january and february was always fairly dead so we could sort of catch our breath after christmas not anymore you know for us it's it's solid all throughout the year and then always during the summer there's there's the the tournament gear kind of rise you know we would always see jackets and and gloves kind of kind of spike a little bit when people needed to upgrade their their gear to go to a tournament we're seeing that now. We're mm. seeing gear, uh, gear sales really go up because people are, are starting to meet back in person and starting to train in person again. And so the, those, those people are starting to gear up and, and ready to fight. So we're, we're, we're trying to be ready for, for those demands. Uh, given um, your... I was gonna say,
0: yeah. I'm sorry. Go on, go um, ahead.
1: So kind of back with the, the trainer line though, uh, the question was what's new? Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that is maybe not new, but something that, you know, like an on as an online class uh, or as an online presenter to be aware of, we're seeing a a large number of youth ready to do this as a sport. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you you have you have kids starting sport fencing at four years old, Mm -hmm. so maybe not that young, but we're. (laughs) We're we're really seeing uh, lots of requests for gear for the teenage yeah. crowd, and so our uh, long, our trainer line we actually have on the website now our youth trainer longsword. So we have a shorter version and a little bit longer version, and it's just a it's a lighter weight version of a longsword. And so we've 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 sent those out to a couple of clubs. We're sort of waiting for feedback on how um, they were received. My nephews each have one. So we're waiting to see if they've hurt each other with those yet, but (laughs) not really. It's, it's, they're nice and safe. It's great. Yeah. Um, Cool. We we really do see that as the next, um, as the next wave of uh, people training and maybe not even spot, you know, not sparring, but at least learning the learning what it's about, learning the moves, learning cuts, learning blocks and everything. And with these trainers, it's an inexpensive way to get, the the youth crowd the
0: teenage crowd into that sport as well. Mm. Um, my next question for you kind of links into that um, because of the like your your training line covers like you said fifty different mm-hmm. different weapons trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering like because of your unique perspective, having seen all these changes over the years and what people are into and, and what sort of fads come and and, and go. German longsword has always been overwhelmingly the most popular uh branch of historical European martial arts that people yes. want to study that people want to want to compete in mm-hmm. do you see that changing at all is it is it under threat or is it still supreme I think
1: most clubs are still going to do that as their primary focus just because <laughs> it's to me it's 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 the most common across you know age groups and and just across the different clubs that that's sort of the commonality amongst mm-hmm. clubs what we see as with the trainers and and the other weapons that we do like even the, the steel uh other weapons messer or um you know the the chinese we we, we also do chinese weapons we do gin and, and things like that there's always going to be smaller groups, even within a German longsword club, um, they're they always want to try something else. And so we we try to make them available so that if you want to do a six week session or an eight week session on another weapon to make them available. I still see longsword as sort of the what people think of when you think of HEMA. Um, yeah. and we do have a lot of varieties of longsword to, to meet those to to meet those individual needs, even within longsword. You know, we have the, the shorter longswords, the Fiori longswords, the flexible longswords. You know, we, we try to cover even several bases within that. But I do see that longsword is kind of the, what people, that's where your mind goes when you think of of, of HEMA overall. Yeah. But, you know, we, we definitely do see um, other segments that want to do something else and and yeah. sometimes it just may, it it just depends on an individual and, and this is a suggestion you know if there's something else that you want to do you know step up and and say to your to your instructor or to whoever's you know leading your group hey i want to do a a 6 weeks a 6 week class on messer or something mm-hmm. different and just take that initiative and and do that it's 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 all part of the same world you just might not be able to. And, and we've actually heard this ourselves. They want to convince their instructor to switch gears into that. Yeah. Well, you, you may not be able to do that because the 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 majority of people are looking for longsword and that's what pays the bills and gets people in the door. But if you want to do another weapon or another style, you may have to
0: take that initiative and, and go go forward and do that. A lot, a lot of clubs uh, who are like, Predominantly German longsword practicing, do also often have another kind of layer to right. this. So it's usually messer, right? I've known know some cl- some clubs like uh, in Oxford. There's Oxford Sword and Staff, so they do longsword, but they also do staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see uh, what you know, sort of other interests there are within you know, individual clubs. I don't think I have met a club that is just German Longsword. No. Um, but that that is kind of like the main menu, as mm-hmm. it were. Um got some comments here, just gonna read out. Uh mm-hmm. Shadavik, I've put the new youth swords to use in my classes. Great so oh, far. Good. Kids teens learning learning swords. Um and then BCM, HEMA, I'm new to HEMA. Are Italian and German longsword put in different competition categories? No. Short answer. It's just longsword, any longsword. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, quite frequently uh, in the comments sections in uh, Facebook and other places, you'll see people from those two different schools argue or just... Right tease right. one another about whose style is best right and um, then you
1: know after you're and after you compete one against the other in a match you get to go to the bar afterwards and say oh i did this to you yes. you did this to me and mine worked better and but on that exchange yours worked better and
0: yes yeah, that's, yeah. that's the lovely part about being face to face at an event and just trying stuff out yeah. uh, in a competition um what time is it now? Oh, we're, we're, we're almost at the end. I'll just squeeze in one more question before we have your big reveal. Uh, so, um, what do you think the next 22 years hold for Purple Heart? Well, for
1: Purple Heart, um, hopefully we're retired by then. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about small business is you don't know if it's like another child. You don't know if you're ever going to be able to give it up. Uh, we, we probably won't, you know, what else are we going to do? Um, I just, I see with the, the internet classes and the online instruction being so big, uh, being so, so prevalent now and being so easy for people to access. I see that as being able to grow the sport even more. Um, Mm -hmm. Clubs are, are still growing. Clubs are still being created. You know, we get, we get emails fairly regularly about, Hey, I'm starting a new club. What can you tell me? What, what do I need to buy first? What do I need to provide? What do I need to tell my people? So we, we do, we do hear from several of those uh, types of people. Yeah. As far as, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not interested in conquering the world with, with HEMA, you know, if, if it becomes an Olympic sport or if it becomes, you know, a, a, you know, on, if you have a, a HEMA school on every corner, like you do with sport fencing, I'm not, I don't, that's not my, I'm not in that part of the of the the process to, to try to get that to happen. I just want to be able to provide the best stuff for people immediately. So as far as us, you know, we're, we're continuing to grow, we're continuing to look for sword makers or book suppliers or gear suppliers that they want to sell to the U.S. to contact me to get your to get your items uh, readily available to the U.S. market. We're we're positioned in a place to do that. We we you know, we're able to fill orders. We're able to purchase things from you and and provide it. We've just that's been our focus is to try to make our company and our business at a point where we can you know, we can do those sorts of things for our customers. Um, so yeah, we've, we, we still see HEMA growing, you know, Hema's definitely growing. It's grown even in this past year, even with everything mm-hmm. that's gone on. Um, the the HEMA market has grown, our business has grown. Um, just, I, I think we we're going to talk about, you know, how the past year has, has affected us, but <clears throat> it really didn't affect us that much, um, to, to be honest, as far as work goes, you know, we are a small, we are a small company. So as long as UPS and the postal service were able to ship out what we gave them, we we and and to send us our orders from our suppliers, we were able to continue operating. Um, we we did we did okay this past year. Uh, you know, our 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 son Evan came home from school when schools were all shut down, and he started working for us. And uh, we have people that work for us, and so we all just dug in and, and kept busy. So we were able to actually grow this past year, uh, whereas some companies had to shut down. We were, we, we did okay. We did okay by our customers. We did okay by our employees. So, um, but the the online teaching and the online, you know, resources for people to discover this, even, you know, even without in-person learning was was valuable. It was very valuable. So thank you to all of the online instructors who went through the, Went through the effort of learning how to teach a class online and, and and gain followers online to to show them how to do this. And then they were able to come to us and say, oh, I do need a long sword. I, I need an indoor trainer to practice this stuff. So it all worked together uh, to help out the art and to help out the community to even to grow even more
0: yeah totally uh it's, it's been a, a bit of a wild ride and yes <laughs> we, we we did okay is a bit of an understatement isn't it Natasha? it is it is
1: so, so okay big, I guess reveal time, big reveal big reveal time okay so uh for the past four years no oh, wait it was 20 no i think we were looking at our um at our documents and it was about six years uh we were operating. so for the first quick story for the first like 15 years of Purple Heart Armory. It was a part-time job for Christian. He had a full-time job. I was, of course, the stay-at-home mom, but also did all the shipping, all the website. He did all the manufacturing. I did the receiving, all of it. Um, We finally, after so many years, decided that we needed a warehouse to move into. So we moved into a warehouse, and it was about 1,200 square feet, which is not a lot. Um, So for the past several years, we've been operating out of this little teeny tiny, itty bitty warehouse Um, and we, we did great. We grew, we we were able to get a lot done. We had other people that we were able to bring in because we could have people, you know, we could have place to put them. And then this past year, we finally decided we need a place of our own. We need to grow. We need to expand. We want to have more stock. We want to have more production capabilities. We want to have more people. Um, here helping. So I'm going to show you our brand new warehouse. That's the big, (laughs) that's the big story today. So let me uh, me take you off my holder here. So when you come to visit Purple Heart Armory, the first thing that you will see, well, I will bring you to the big purple wall. So for when customers come and they pick up their swords here, they'll be able to do a little photo shoot in front of the cool purple wall. I'll be decorating that soon um so this room contains the sword rack so we've got our sword rack all of our swords there's going to be more swords here there's going to be even more swords here um let me take you for a quick walk so here's our reception area so i think i took a picture a few weeks ago of jade uh she was holding the montante that was taller than her so yeah. she's our she's our customer service uh, and shipping help. So this is her area here. Mm-hmm. I can't tell what I'm seeing. Um, so our books, we would love to fill this bookshelf up with all of your cool books that you want to recommend to us to sell. This is our little swag area. So when you come, you always you always get a you always get some freebies. So come here. Goodies. This is my little uh, show off shelf. So I can't tell what I'm seeing. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So there's my uh, there's my picture with Cereo and Keriola. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Flame to frame, And then um, last year at Combat Con. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll take you outside. Unless it's bright. Oh, it's bright. It's Texas. It's bright. <laughs> <laughs> so our plan is to have A big sword on that wall.
0: Nice. <laughs> that will help the After customers.
1: You're... Oh yeah, we use... <laughs> just a bit. Um. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we'll have. And then I'll show you the warehouse where all the fun happens. Awesome. With you. So yes, all of this will be filled with swords. Yay! And then we will ship them out to you. So (laughs) So (laughs) Yeah. So that's the that's the big reveal. We've uh we've only been here a week, so it's not all decorated nice and pretty like we want it yet, but it will be soon. And we're gonna have a grand opening. So if you're in the Houston or Austin or Louisiana or wherever you wanna come in and, and visit us, we'll we're gonna have barbecue or something and probably a cutting party or something. So we'll be announcing that soon. But yeah, we're, um, we're very excited. We're very happy that, um, again, our customers stuck by us this past year. Our customers trusted us with, you know, getting them their pro gauntlets eventually, all the sword orders, all the trainer orders, just all the spes orders. You know i know not every order is perfect we're you know we've never claimed to be perfect but we really do try our best and we really do appreciate our customers and we really do appreciate the trust that our suppliers and and our business partners have have given us so um yeah on to on to another 22 years of uh making Hema a household name
0: natasha i really hope to drop by one day and have some barbecue with you absolutely (laughs) (laughs) big love to purple heart thank you so much thank you for Uh, having
1: me i appreciate it it was good talking to you
0: yeah and uh take care
1: all right see y'all soon bye bye
0: Bye. Bye. we hope you enjoyed this podcast to show your appreciation please give us a five-star review on your podcast platform or support our work by Becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash swordwomen. Go to at swordwomen on Instagram to see upcoming interviews, or visit bythesword.net to learn about our events, or visit our Facebook page bythesword.